I figured I had one more good excuse, one more good excuse of a night to wear my my cowboy hat and a you know long sleeve shirt and long jeans before I start showing up to shelter service in shorts and t shirt. So I figured I had to make it count, and I you know I knew I had a special guests coming this evening, so I had to had to look pretty for them. Y'all, uh, y'all, open your Bibles to Ezekiel this evening, if you would, chapter thirty-seven. And I'll be completely honest and transparent with you. Uh, the portion of God's Word that I'm going to start out reading is absolutely not anything of what I intended on speaking on tonight. It was only on the ride home from work to go home and shower and change and get ready for tonight that I heard a song that kind of made me rethink what I was going to be saying tonight. So y'all bear with me, if you will. Let the I'm just going to let the Holy Spirit work and just give y'all what uh, He laid on my heart. And if anything, just again, share a really good portion of Scripture out of God's Word for you. Ezekiel chapter 37. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the Spirit of the Lord, starting in verse 1, and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones, and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy unto these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied, and as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came up upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then he said unto me, Prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and stood up upon their feet, and an exceeding great army. Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried and our hope is lost. We are cut off from our parts, for our parts. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And ye shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened up your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves, and shall put my spirit in you and ye shall live, and I shall place you in your own land. Then shall ye know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, we thank you for tonight. Lord God, I thank you for the fact that you've given me the opportunity, Lord, the ability to come up and again, Lord, just as humbly as I know how, share just a piece of your word, Lord, that has has really touched me this evening, Lord, and is Lord, encouraged me in a way that I couldn't have expected, uh, Lord God, and, and kind of piggybacking off of off of Youth Sunday, Lord, and just the, the impact that was made there, Lord, the, the wonderful, Lord, time that we had together, just seeing our youth, uh, Lord, be able to come and to worship you, Lord, through singing and through, uh, Lord, some of the messages that were brought, Lord, I pray that uh, your will had been done there, Lord, and it certainly, if anything else, it helped my heart, Lord, helped my spirit. I thank you for it. I thank you for the fact, Lord, you've given us the ability to meet tonight, Lord God, not just for the fact that you've given us a nice church to be at, Lord, good weather to sit outside and enjoy the evening in, Lord God, but you've allowed us to live in the greatest nation, the greatest country on this earth, Lord God. 
that is fully able, Lord, we are fully able to come and worship you freely, Lord God. We don't have to meet in hiding. We don't have to meet in secret, Lord God. We can come here tonight, open up a copy of your word. Lord, read from it, worship you, praise you again through song, Lord, through worship, through the reading of your word. And Lord, through, Lord, just what I, Lord, I'm praying I can present tonight. Lord, I thank you for it. I thank you for the fact that you've given us the ability to do so, Lord. Thank you for the men and women who died, Lord, in efforts to preserve that freedom, Lord God, who in effort to preserve the freedom of this nation, Lord. I thank you for them. I thank you for the continued sacrifice they make on a regular basis, Lord. And as we look at your word tonight and we look at this example in Ezekiel, Lord God, we look at, Lord, this army that was raised up from the dead, Lord, by you and by your power, Lord God, allow us to see some parallels in that, Lord, not only to our active servicemen and women, Lord, those who are protecting this nation, Lord, those who are fighting for those freedoms, Lord God, the ability for us to be able to be here, Lord, but allow us as Christians and as a church, Lord, and as your army, Lord God, to see some parallels, Lord, to see some stuff that hopefully, Lord, we can take and we can use in our own lives, Lord God. It is time for us to stand up, Lord, to speak out about the things that bother us, to stop hiding behind this this veil, Lord, of cowardliness. Lord, we have to get up. We have to rise like this army, Lord God. We have to have your spirit fill us, Lord. And we have to use it, Lord God. Allow us to not only be filled with your spirit tonight, Lord, but to just feel you, Lord, and actually apply it to our lives, Lord God. Don't, don't leave this place, Lord. Don't leave anyone here untouched by your word in some way, shape, or form tonight, Lord God. I pray that, Lord, you work throughout the service, Lord, work through me, Lord, as only you can. I love you, and I praise you, and I thank you for all that you've done. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Ezekiel chapter 37. Like I said, not at all what I was going to present tonight. Actually, I was going to start out, oddly enough, back in the book of James, but again, as I was riding home from work this evening, um, my Spotify account has gotten pretty good at knowing what kind of music I want to listen to when I turn on a song. So it's just been auto-playing here for the past couple of days through a lot of bluegrass and a lot of uh, country bluegrass and a lot of primarily gospel bluegrass. I love Southern gospel. I love, uh, honestly, I love songs that are a little sped up. You get that banjo in there. You get a little bit of mandolin. I love that sound and I love the music. But even more so, I love the message behind it. And I love, uh, of course, I, I can't say I blame her, but I attribute this to Mama, um, the Booth Brothers. I love listening to them. Of course, we, we talk about the Gaither vocal band. Uh, we talk about the Harper family um, is the, the song they were singing is the one I'm referencing tonight. Uh, just so many good artists out there and so many good groups that are using their talent to further the word of the Lord and are doing so pretty well. I really enjoy listening to it. And I, if y'all that's not your style, that's not your kind of music, I encourage you at least maybe give it a try. Maybe if nothing else, just this one song. But uh, originally the song is a cast and crown song. It's called Spirit Wind. And that's where this portion of scripture is directly referenced in that song and in the message of that song. Now, like I said, the Harper family do a little bit of a bluegrass version of it, and that's kind of my taste. But I heard that as I was going home this evening, having never heard that version of it before performed by them. And it just, it really touched me because of the words of the song, because what was of literally what the song says, what the message behind the song is. It pulls from Ezekiel chapter 37, using the verses I just read to you. But there's, if you read through the song, I'm going to try to read a little bit of it. If you get to the certain point that I'm talking about here, then the third verse of the song. And the Lord sent his wind into the valley, which we've already seen here, and breathed the breath of life into their souls and raised them again a mighty army. 
For soon these arisen warriors will battle again, for they have been filled with the spirit wind. And then it goes on to parallel that with a pastor standing before his church, standing before his congregation. And it says, once a mighty army for the Lord, talking about the pastor seeing his church. But now he stares into lifeless eyes, believers leading carnal lives. He wonders what they're fighting for, but driven by a calling on his life. He spoke God's word like he had done a hundred times before, but this time he comes broken and weeping with tears of a broken heart. And he cries out to the Lord, O Lord, send your wind into this valley and breathe the breath of life into their souls and raise them again a mighty army. For soon these arisen warriors will battle again, for they have been filled with the spirit wind. Key part of that last, uh, that last verse there, not the chorus. He wonders what they're fighting for. That's the part that, that stuck out to me that honestly kind of tore me up because I had to ask myself the same question that the song was talking about this pastor asking his congregation. He was looking out at the entire church and asking, having to ask himself, what are they fighting for? I had to ask myself the same question because I am just a part of the congregation. I'd, I'm very humbled and privileged to be able to get up here behind this, this pulpit and, again, just read God's word to you tonight. But what are we fighting for? That's the, that's the key question. We see in God's word, we see here in Ezekiel, we see the power of the Lord. He's capable of anything and everything. He's capable enough to reveal this to Ezekiel to show uh, the, show this miracle as Ezekiel was prophesying to be able to reveal this to him. I mean, that's, that's a pretty powerful God that we serve. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a, that's a pretty almighty, all powerful, all knowing God. That's the God that we serve. That's the God that we are fighting for. That is what, that's the whole purpose. That's the whole, the whole be- message behind this message that I'm giving you, but behind the song as well. That's what it boils down to. God is what we are fighting for. That's He is the end goal, always has been the end goal. He is Alpha and Omega. He is God. He is so powerful that he sent his son. He's so gracious that he sent his son to die for our sins. He's so powerful that while he doesn't need us, he wants us, right, Brother Austin? He, he wants us to come and have that closeness, that personal relationship. We serve a, a loving and caring God. We also serve a God that, yes, we should be, fearful of in the right way we should be respectful we should be in reverence of the god that we serve very much so god is all powerful and we have to get up we have to start fighting for him we have to start actually putting our money where our mouths are we sit here tonight again under this awesome shelter at this wonderful church surrounded by people who know and love us and i'm speaking more to myself than anything right now but what am i doing other than that What am I doing other than coming here? What am I doing outside of praying? What am I doing outside of reading my Bible? What am I doing outside of just trying to, you know, maybe be a witness here and there and casually, you know, name drop the Lord whenever I can? Oh, well, you know, I'm doing better than I deserve. I say it all the time because I am. Amen. We we all should be saying that. We're all constantly doing better than we deserve. But outside of that, what are we doing? What are we doing for the Lord? What are we fighting for? We are fighting for God tonight. If you're a Christian this evening, if you know the Lord, you are a soldier in his army. When you become a soldier, when you enlist into the army of the United States of America, it's not a, okay, well, you sign the dotted line, now go sit behind this desk and, and do paperwork. No, you immediately are told, all right, get your stuff, let's go. We're going to start training you. We're going to start working with you. We're going to start teaching you how to be a soldier. That's step one. 
And it should be step one for us in our Christian lives. It should be step one every day of our lives in our Christian faith. It should constantly be us waking up, dying to self, saying, all right, Lord, train me. Show me what you want me to learn. Show me how you want me to grow. Show me what I can do more for you. Whether it's just whether it's being a missionary, whether it's you know going to a foreign country and spreading the gospel, whether it's doing something close to home, whether it's service in some capacity, whether it's being able just to go and talk to people at a nursing home, whether it's going and helping out at a homeless shelter, whether it's literally just walking down the street and, and preaching and handing out tracts, dropping tracts through car windows, Mr. Fleet. What, what, is, what are you doing for the Lord? How are you fighting in his army? You are a soldier. How are you fighting? How are you using that ability, that training that the Lord has provided you with that I hope you're continually trying to build uh, you're trying to get that closeness with God. You're trying to, you know, put that self-centeredness away. You're trying to increase in your faith, increase in your relationship with the Lord. How are you doing that outside of your normal everyday stuff? How are you doing that outside of your normal routine? It gets so easy because I'm saying that because I have done it before multiple times. It gets so easy to get into that routine. Come to church Sunday morning. Come to church Sunday evening. Come to church on Wednesday. What do you do in that time in between? Okay. Are you reading your Bible? Great. Are you praying? Great. What else? It doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop with just the basics. We, we preach the basics so frequently and so much because they are the foundation of your walk with the Lord. Come to church, read your Bible, pray. Those are, yes, the most important things you can be doing to grow your relationship with Christ. But what are you doing other than that? How are you fighting for the Lord? Are you standing up for him at work when someone starts taking his name in vain? That's a, t- that's a really tough one. I know because I've had to confront it already in the first four weeks of my new job. What are you doing when you go to school, young people? Are you doing the same thing when someone takes the Lord's name in vain? Are you trying to be a witness in how you act? Are you showing Christ-likeness in what you do? Do you carry your Bible with you? That goes for adults and big kids too. Do you carry your Bible with you at work? Do you take time during your lunch to pray before your food before you eat it? Do you try to invite your coworkers to church? Brother Mike, is that not important? and trying to get people here, trying to get people to hear the word of the Lord, how are you fighting for God this evening? And again, I ask you the same question, what are we fighting for? This is a little bit of what I was going to preach originally, and these are just some some verses that I pulled from the from the word of the Lord that, again, really inspire me, they help me, and they are some really crucial promises of God's word. Turn, if you will, in your Bibles with me, to 1 Samuel chapter 17. There we go. Make sure I got my right verse. Chapter 17. And this is the question we all have to ask ourselves when we start asking ourselves, how are we fighting? What are we fighting for? Same question that David asks here in 1 Samuel chapter 17. Verse 28 and Eliab, his oldest brother, his eldest brother, had heard, when he spake unto the men, Eliab's anger was kindled against David, and he said, Why camest thou down hither? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know thy pride and the naughtiness of thine heart, for thou art come down that thou mightest see the battle. David's response. And David said, What have I now done? Is there not a cause? And he turned from him toward another and spake after the same manner, and the people answered him again, after the former manner, is there not a cause? Yes, there is a cause. I'm, I'm up here standing telling you that firmly, wholeheartedly, 100%, there is a cause. 
there is a reason for us meeting tonight. There is a purpose for us meeting tonight. There is a per- there's a reason that this church is here. There's a reason you guys came tonight. You sat in these seats and you brought your Bible and you're opening it up. You're staring at it. It's because prayerfully, I, I pray there, if there be anyone here that you don't know the Lord personally, that you come to know him tonight. You come to that knowing that wonderful saving grace of salvation. But you guys that are here, that you came here intentionally, you came here to fight. Right? Am I, am I wrong in saying that? You came here to, to hear a little bit from the word of the Lord. You came here to get something out of God's word, praying that it'll increase you spiritually. That's what we got to keep doing. We got to keep doing that, and we got to keep doing more. Turn with me, if you will, in your Bibles to Mark chapter 13. Chapter 13, now verse 13 of Mark. Again, we ask, what are you fighting for? And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but he that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. That's what you're fighting for. Turn with me, if you will, a few pages over. The book of John, chapter 10. John, chapter 10, starting with verse 27. What are you fighting for? If you got your Bible with you, I hope this is in red because Jesus said it. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My father, which gave them me, is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. And I and my father are one. If you don't have anything else to fight for tonight, if you don't have anything else going right in your life, if you think that everything is, is absolutely wrong with the world, there's a, there is a lot that's wrong with the world right now. Uh, you know, Watch the news. It doesn't take but a couple seconds worth of doing that to show you that we got some real major problems in this country alone, much less the rest of the world. We have a lot of stuff we got to work on. But this is what we're fighting for. We're fighting for that message alone, the message of Jesus the message of the Lord, the fact that we're able to do this tonight, it's wonderful. It is great. It is absolutely amazing that you guys came. Maybe I'm, I'm kind of in belief that maybe half of y'all uh, came here not knowing that I was going to be speaking the other half. You, you might have. So thank you for coming anyway. But this is what we're fighting for. And I give unto them eternal life. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. I and my Father are one. What are you doing to fight for the Lord tonight? Are you sitting? Are you sitting behind that wall, that camouflage, right, Mr. Anthony? Sitting behind, you're trying to hide, trying to stay hidden from view. You're a Christian, but you don't really want to show people. You don't really want to start making waves. You don't really want to kind of dip your toe in the water. You know, maybe being a witness. What are you doing? How are you fighting for the Lord? Are you fighting for the Lord tonight? Are you a soldier in God's army? Make sure tonight, if you are a soldier in God's army, if you've come to know the saving knowledge of Jesus and have come to know of our Lord and what he can do for you, that's awesome. That's amazing. Praise God. What are you doing for him? How are you fighting for him? Are you making an effort to go above and beyond the call of duty, to not only just be here on a Wednesday night, to not only just read your Bible and just pray? Yeah, those are pretty big things, but what are you doing on top of that? 
What are you doing in addition to that? How are you serving the Lord? How are you, are you getting the message of the gospel out? That's what we're fighting for, right? The gospel, that's what we're fighting for. Are you trying to get it out there? Are you trying to make it known so other people can look at you and know what you're fighting for? If you don't know the Lord tonight, if you don't have anything else to fight for, that's how life can feel sometimes, right? Especially before you come to the Lord, before you come and get that free gift of salvation. I know because I've been there and still some days even after the fact, you still feel like, what am I doing? Why, why am I here? What purpose do I serve? I encourage you tonight. I, I want to tell you that there's a God who loves you. He cares for you. And he wants you to enlist in his army. He wants you to become a soldier for him. He wants you to come and fight for him and for his side and for the message of the gospel. It's the greatest story that was ever told because it is the greatest story. The story and the fact of the matter, the historical event that took place. It's not a fairy tale. It's not a nursery rhyme. It's not anything that parents just make up to tell their kids to behave, to, you know, just to start acting right, living right. No, it is the truth of the gospel. It is salvation. It is eternal life through Jesus Christ. That's what we're fighting for. Are you fighting for the Lord tonight? Are you like that army that Ezekiel saw was risen by the Lord, by his power? They got filled with the Holy Spirit, the wind, the spirit wind, as the song said. Are you filled with the Holy Spirit tonight? Have you been filled by the Holy Spirit? And are you going to stay that way? Are you going to keep compounding on that? Are you going to keep fighting having been filled with that spirit wind? I pray you are, and I pray you do, and I pray that in some way, shape, or form, this was an encouragement to you. Let's pray this evening. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, I thank you for what you've done for me. Lord, thank you for the fact that, again, you've just given me the ability to come up here and just share a little bit of your word, Lord. It's all I know how to do, Lord, because that's all that matters, God. It's you. It's your word, Lord, and that's much more important, much more than anything I could bring to the table, Lord. Much, Lord, you are great. And it's only through you that I'm able to do anything, Lord God. It's only through you that I have any the power to speak, Lord, the power to hear, the power to see, Lord, all these people that are sitting, uh, Lord, under the shelter tonight who willingly came, who knowingly came, Lord, to honor, Lord, worship you, and to praise you, Lord, by, again, through your word, through song, Lord God. It, it's amazing to see what a church is capable of, what a church family can do, Lord, not only for one another, Lord, but for a community. I ask, Lord, that you please... Allow us, Lord, to have the spirit of a fighter. Lord, to have the spirit of a soldier, Lord, for you. God, we need to fight. We have to stand up. We have to make sure the message, our cause, Lord, our, our purpose for fighting in the first place is, is being told and is being known and is getting out there so that other people can see it, Lord God. So many, so many people, Lord, are, are so blinded by the world and by the things that are, are being pushed, Lord, that are that are being thrown in our faces every single day, Lord God, that all I, all I want is to see a little bit more of you thrown at some people, Lord God. Let's see a little bit more of your gospel, Lord, given to people, shown to people, Lord God. Lord, allow them to see true joy. Allow them to see true joy in you. Lord, I thank you for, again, the night. Thank you, Lord, for the weather, Lord, and thank you for the fact that you've given us the ability to do so. I love you, Lord God, and I thank you, and I praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.